hey, 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 you're my kids, don't act that way. At least in public. Did somebody else come? Snow, snow, white as snow. 
like to welcome everybody to Sunday school. Say it's good to be here. And uh, actually, I was thinking as they were singing how, you know, it's cold and it's snowy outside, but how when the Lord saves you, you're warm inside. And uh, I'm thankful for that. So I just ask everybody to remember all the Sunday school classes and all the kids. And we'll ask Mike to dismiss us Sunday school. We appreciate being in God's house, and uh, we got more more people here than it looked like when I pulled in the parking lot out there. <laughs> but even though the the weather's a little bad and <clears throat> different things, why well, God still blessed us to be able to be in His house, and uh, we need your prayers. We We're still in the eighth chapter of the book of Kings, and uh, seem like we've taught the same lesson for a month now. But or, or they run together, and uh, but that that changes next week, I think. I didn't I didn't read it, but it's over in Matthew. <clears throat> but anyway. Uh, If you remember last week, uh, I believe it was in last week's lesson, that Solomon spread his hands toward heaven before the altar and prayed. And if you, if you read back in in the Second Chronicles, it's, it tells the same, the same, pretty well the same account. Uh, and it, but it says, and he stood before the altar of the Lord in the presence of all the congregation of Israel and spread forth his hands. 
Now the next verse though says, For Solomon had made a brazen scaffold of five cubits long and five cubits broad and three cubits high, and had set it in the midst of the court, and upon it he stood and kneeled down upon his knees before all the congregation of Israel and spread forth his hands toward heaven. And uh, a good a good leader and Solomon was Solomon was a good was a good leader for years. After he got old, he kind of messed up a little bit, but uh, he was a good leader for years. And uh, but he set an example. And uh, what Terry could uh, get up here and, and preach on anything he wanted to preach on that God, if God give it to him or whatever he could get up here and tell us about our sins or what we shouldn't do and how we ought to conduct ourselves and once in a while God give him a message like that but the thing of it is if if his life didn't back up what he was preaching it wouldn't have much effect if I didn't have if I didn't have confidence in in the man that was up here telling me how I ought to live my life, then I wouldn't pay much attention to him, and nobody else would either. So it's we gotta we gotta more than more than just tell the story. We gotta or, or walk, uh, talk the talk. We gotta walk the walk, as the saying goes. Be what we say we are, and what we're trying to tell other people to do, we ought to be that, the very best we can. And uh, uh, if if my life don't match up to what I say, then uh, I'm just flapping my lips for nothing, more or less. So in in. 1 Kings 8, verse 54. And it was so that when Solomon had made an end of praying, all this prayer and supplication unto the Lord, he arose from before the altar of the Lord from kneeling on his knees with his hands spread up to heaven. Now, did you ever, I know everybody here has done this, but I just want, I just want to try and bring it back to your mind. Did you ever get down and pray or be laying in the bed or wherever you're at and talk to God and really get connected? I'm talking about really get connected and know for sure that God heard you. How you felt when you got done praying or even while you was praying. Uh, I've been there a lot of times and... You, you want to praise God for how good He is to you. And that's my, that's my attitude. Uh, God's, we got such a great God, it's beyond telling. And I, I say this all, it's beyond telling. And I, I marvel all the time. How, and wonder why 
that such a high God, such a great God, would pay attention to something like me. But he did, and he does. When I can humble my heart, he hears me when I pray. I know that for a fact. Now, I don't always walk the closest to the Lord, and I, I, I got my low spots, and I got my bad spots like everybody else. But when I get my heart right, God hears me. And uh, But anyway, Solomon, Solomon got done praying, and he got up off the altar, and he stood and blessed all the congregation of Israel with a loud voice saying, and uh, now we know there ain't no way uh, Terry could get up here and, and bless the church. Now, he, he's got his part in it. You've got your part in it, though. Uh, Terry, can, all he can do is follow the Lord. All you can do is follow the Lord. But the attitude, the attitude of my heart and the attitude of your heart ought to be when we come to God's house, Lord, bless the church. Let's, let's come together and, and, and feel the presence of the Lord. And uh, uh, now I've told this hundreds of times. Everybody probably gets tired of hearing me tell my experience. But I was, I was sitting in church one time just years ago. <clears throat> and I was dry as a chip, as the old saying goes. I couldn't feel a thing. And I was praying, Lord, I need you. I need, I need your help. I need, I need to feel your spirit. And I wasn't getting nowhere. And I finally, I said, Lord, if you can't bless me, bless the church. And he filled my cup up and run it over. The attitude of my heart was a little bit selfish when I was praying just for me. But when I prayed for the church, God, God accepted that and heard that. And he blessed me for praying for the church. And uh, so we we're 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 not one individual. And now I want I want to say this: if everybody here was wrong but me, God would bless me. I believe that, and I know He can do it because I couldn't I couldn't tell you the number of times that I've I, I've been at work and and just a song going through my mind or, or something on that order or thinking about something and, and God run my cup over. And I was the only one there, really, me and the Lord. And He can do the same thing right here. But anyway, He stood up and, and blessed the congregate. He, he was praying for God to bless, to bless Israel. And that ought to be our prayer for Lima Missionary Baptist Church this morning, that God would bring us together. He said, where two or three come together in my name. If we're here in the name of the Lord this morning, He's here. And He'll manifest His, His presence and His gospel will reach our people and somebody will have opportunity to be saved. And, and that's our prayer.
We ought to, we ought to write out of our hearts. Uh, I have a struggle. Every time, every time I got to try to do something for God, I have a real battle. Because I'm, I'm such a failure. It worries me every time. Because I know, I just, in here, I know, I, I know I'm going to fail. So I have a real struggle. I got to talk to God all the time. I mean, I, it's a constant thing. Say, Lord, I need you. I need you to help me get myself out of the way. I have a, I have a time with this guy. And I'm sure everybody else has the same problem. And it's a fearful thing, the Bible said, to fall into the hands of a just God. And any time that we try to do something for God, the thing is, we have, we have to just say, Lord, here I am, use me. You do with me what you want. And mean that right out of our heart, and God will bless us. But if, if I'm just going through the motions and saying those things out of here, God don't hear that. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. That's what James said. And uh, effectual fervent prayer. It has, to, it has to be a good one. It can't be just a going through the motions thing. Blessed be the Lord that hath given rest unto his people Israel according to all that he promised. There hath not failed one word of all his good promise which he promised by the hand of Moses his servant. And not one word, not one word that God's ever spoke will ever fall to the ground. He said his word wouldn't return to him void, but it would accomplish whereunto he sent it. And uh, if if God preaches, a, if, if God allows the preacher this morning to preach the gospel, and that's that all comes from God, but it's it's contingent on us and Him too, all of us getting our hearts where they ought to be, and then depending on God to send the gospel. And if He allows Him to preach the gospel. And the gospel is the power of God through faith unto salvation. It's not just a bunch of words. It's, it's not this book. This book's not the gospel. Unless it's seasoned by the Holy Spirit. And uh, so, if God, if God allows that to happen, then somebody will have an opportunity to be saved. Because the gospel is the power of God through faith unto salvation to all that believe. And uh, so, blessed be the Lord that has given rest to his people. And now, he give us, he give us rest down in our souls when we got saved. But the Bible said there remaineth a rest for the people of God. And, and over in, in Revelation it said, uh, Blessed are the dead that die in the Lord, yea, from henceforth saith the Spirit, 
that they may rest from their labors and their works do follow them. So when we, when we lay down the walks of this life, we'll enter into our rest our, in eternity. And uh, this thing right here will rest in the ground, I guess. I don't know hardly any other way to say it. Rest in the ground till God takes a notion that everything's going to end. And then he's coming after us and we're going home. And he's going to seem like the last, last few days I've been war plumb out. I don't just, I don't know why. Just tired. Just do a little something and get real tired. But one of these days, he's going to change this thing and make it just like his. And it'll never, never get tired again. Never get sick again. Never have a pain or an ache, a headache or whatever. There'll never be another problem in my life. And man born a woman's few days and full of trouble here. Seem like there's not a day goes by that you don't hear something that you didn't want to hear. Something happened or somebody's sick or somebody died or whatever. You, that's going to go on as long as we live here. But what God, what God done when He saved us, He, He made us ready to go to heaven. Made us ready to raise in the likeness of Christ. So blessed be the Lord that have given us rest. In the, the 103rd Psalms, probably one of my favorite scriptures in the Bible. And uh, says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. And uh, that's, that's our job. God, what God done for us is worthy of us, of us blessing Him, of, of us living our lives for Him. Uh, Do you ever have one of your kids or your grandkids just come up to you and say, I love you? That made you feel good. That's, that's the way it is with God. If, when we go to God right out of our heart and say, I love you, that, that blesses His heart. And uh, we can either go through the motions and not feel nothing, or we can do it right out of our heart. And, and when you do something that blesses the heart of God, He's going to do something to bless your heart. Anybody got a comment? There hath not failed one word of all his good promise. I got saved. I got saved when I was 15 years old. And if I live till September, I'll be 80. And God ain't, has never has never, I've failed him a bunch, but he has never failed me. Even when I was wrong, and I've been wrong a lot of times. Even when I was wrong, 
He was right here telling me that I was his and I needed to straighten my life up. And he'll let, he'll let you know when you're wrong just as much as he'll bless your soul when you're right. And, and some of those times that he told me I was wrong, I can look back at now and that's some of the greatest blessings in my life. Because it got me to thinking about where I was at, what I was doing, and, and I got it straightened out with the help of the Lord. If he hadn't told me I was wrong, I might have still been there. Anyway, none of his promises. He said, I'll never leave you and I'll never forsake you. Even when you're wrong, he's with you. You go to the, you go to the wrong places, he's with you. He don't leave you. Now we might get where we can't feel his spirit. But he can still condemn our heart. Let us know that we're wrong. <clears throat> the Lord our God be with us as he was with our fathers. Let him not leave us nor forsake us. When I was, when I was just a boy, and I've told this a lot of times, I guess, but when I was just a boy, there were some people in this church that I had set way up high on pedestals. I mean, they were heroes in my life, and still are. There's people in this church right now that's heroes in my life. And I, I got them way up on a pedestal. I look up to them. And we ought to, long as they live, long as they continue to live for the Lord, we ought to do that. And we ought, to, we ought to let them know once in a while how we feel about them. I'm, I'm bad for that. I'm, I hardly ever tell anybody what I think about them. But we ought to. And uh, those people that back when I was a boy that I've still got way up on a pedestal and they set, they set an example for me and for the rest of the church at that time. And, uh, and it's carried on down to this time. There's quite a few of us here that was here back then. We're just, we were just kids, but or young anyway. And... Uh, those people set an example for all of us. And uh, now by the same token, there were a few people in the church that at times didn't live the greatest. We got some of them now. That's, I can't, I can't do nothing about that other than if, if, we know something somebody's doing wrong we can talk to them or whatever and try to get them to straighten up and so on if they don't want to that's a, that's between them and the lord but it's up to me regardless regardless of whether the whole world or the, the all every one of god's people turns against him it's my responsibility to follow the lord 
Elijah, you remember when Elijah prayed to God, said he was out under, the, I believe, under the juniper tree. And Jezebel sent him a letter, said, by this time tomorrow, you'll be like one of the, one of the prophets of Baal. And he'd had them killed. So he ran for his life. And he prayed to God, said, now, just take my life. I'm the only one left. He thought he was following God by himself. He said, I'm the only one left. God told him, said, now, I've got 7,000 that's never bowed their knee to Baal. So he, he told Elijah, just keep on doing your job. So if, if everybody quits, keep on doing your job. Elijah kept on doing his job, and he done a lot of great work. And when he left, you remember, he went across the river, and he was caught up in a whirlwind in a chariot of fire. And his mantle fell back on Elisha, another great man of God. So God's always, God has always had a church and always will. It might get pretty thin sometimes and get pretty low sometimes, but he's always had a church and always will. He'll find faith. When he comes again, there'll be people looking for him. And everybody will see him. Anybody got a comment? The Lord our God be with us. He was with our fathers and he will be. He, he said, I'll never leave you and I'll never forsake you. You follow God. You follow God and he'll walk with you. You have a need and he'll hear you. The Bible said he'd answer our prayers even before we prayed. I know. And I've thought about this a lot. There's been a lot of times that I think that God redirected my life one way or another just to keep me out of trouble. I can't prove that, but I believe that. And I believe he will do it, and he does do it for every one of us. Now, sometimes he lets us walk right into stuff for a reason. Kind of build our faith up a little bit. Sometimes we got to trust him a little more. But he'll never forsake us. That, that he may incline our hearts unto him. And that we need to pray hard for this, that he may incline our hearts unto him to walk in all his ways and to keep his commandments and his statutes and his judgments, which he commanded our fathers. And I use this same scripture uh, for the last two or three weeks, probably. In Ecclesiastes, he said, let us share the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep His commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. And uh, I've, heard, I've heard people say, well, I don't think you ought to fear God. He's a loving God. He, he ain't going to do nothing to nobody. 
That ain't talking altogether about uh, fear like you're afraid he's going to cut your head off or something. I had a I had a healthy fear of my dad. When I was young, they, mom and dad had rules. And if I broke them, I knew I was in trouble if they found out. And uh, mom gave me a little whooping sometimes, and it did you know I could I'd act like I was crying. But uh, if daddy gave you one, it wasn't an act. And uh, and every once in a while, he didn't do it very often, but when he did, you know you had one. And uh, but I respected him, and I didn't I didn't want I didn't want Daddy giving me a whooping. So I, if I done something wrong, I'd try to keep it away from him, not let him know. That didn't work too often, but I tried it. But you don't keep nothing from God. The thing of it is, everything you do, every thought you think, everything, God knows it. He knows ever, absolutely everything about me. He knows what He knows what I've done all down through my life, and He knows what I'm going to do the, the rest of my life. He knew what a failure when He saved me. He knew what a failure I was going to be, but He still, Jesus still died for me. And He still forgave me my sins and, and put His peace down in my soul and give me a home in heaven. And that wasn't, that wasn't cause He was looking ahead in my life seeing how good I was going to be. He knew better. That was because he loved me. That's absolutely had to be the only reason, because that's all there was. It wasn't because I could be so much help to him and, and so on. It's because it's he loved me. And that's the only reason, that's the only reason any of us got it, because God loved us. And let these my words, wherewith I have made supplication before the Lord, be nigh unto the Lord our God day and night, that he maintain the cause of his servants and the cause of his people Israel at all times as the matter shall require. And any time, any time that I talk to God, I like to know, and you can know, I like to know for a, for a fact that he heard me pray. Now, he, the Bible said he knows our needs even before we pray, but he wants us to ask him. And I like, I like to know for a fact that he heard me. And there's been a, there's thousands of times I've tried to pray since I've been saved and didn't hit a lick. My fault. Didn't get my heart right. Didn't get my heart in it right some way. But when we get, when we can humble our heart like Solomon did, he got, 
he built him a scaffold and got down on his knees in front of the whole nation of Israel. He was the king. And prayed to God. Now, a person could do something like that just putting on a show. But Solomon wasn't putting on a show. God heard him. And uh, if I have time, I'll read a scripture in a minute. Let you know about that. But uh, that all the people of the earth may... Now, this is, this is the reason right here. That all the people of the earth may know that the Lord is God. That there is none else. That all the people of the earth may know. And a lot, of, a lot of people say, well, Israel's the only ones that could get in back then. They better read their Bible. There was a way for the strangers to get in, the Bible said. And God even, God even called the strangers. Anyway, uh, that all the people of the earth may know. That the Lord is God. And that's our job. Let our people know. I like that song. Oh what a Savior. And uh, that's our job. To let people know. What we got down in our soul. And how good it is. And that they need it. And, and let them know it in such a way. That they believe it. If I'm. If I'm just up and down and in and out all the time, that ain't letting people know. That ain't sending the right message. So I, let your heart therefore be perfect with the Lord our God to walk in His statutes and to keep His commandments as at this day. And they were all right, all of Israel was right there before the Lord that day and they was, they was rejoicing because the house of the Lord had been dedicated and he said, let, let it be all the time like it is this day. So when we have a real good day and God blesses us real good, that's the way God wants our life all the time. I believe every time the church comes together, God wants to fill our cups up and run them over, have a hallelujah meeting. If we don't, it's my fault. If I don't have a hallelujah meeting, it's my fault. There's a scripture, and I'm going to read it, and then I'm done. This, this is right after. I already had that highlighted in my Bible. But uh, this is in the seventh chapter of Second Chronicles, and this is, Right after Solomon made this prayer, <clears throat> maybe a day or so after a night, or that same night, said, and the Lord appeared unto Solomon by night. And I don't, I'm not going to read all that verse, but the 13th verse says, and this is God speaking to Solomon, if I shut up heaven that there be no rain, or if I command the locusts to devour the land, or if I send pestilence among my people, if my people, that's the church now, <clears throat> if my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sins 
and will heal their land. So if my people, that's us, if, if all these things come on us, if we've, got, if we've got trouble after trouble after trouble, and I know Satan throws stuff at us, and a lot of that stuff God didn't do, but he allows Satan to do it. But if, if there's problem after problem, he said, if my people that are called by my name will forsake their wicked ways, and you know, I know, if I'm walking wicked before God, if I'm doing something wrong, we absolutely know that. So if, if, if when we got problems and, and we're not walking right, right here's a good place to fix that. But you don't have to be right here necessarily. There's been a lot of times that I've got off in the closet somewhere in a bedroom and got on my knees before God and, and asked His forgiveness. And uh, I couldn't tell you. To be honest, I'd have to have a pretty good calculator to figure that up. And still wouldn't get it all. But any time we're wrong, absolutely any time we're wrong, we have an advocate. And he's faithful and just, the Bible said, to forgive us our sins. And cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And... uh, I guarantee you, every one of us has been there if we're not there right now. We've all been wrong somewhere. And probably will be again. But we've got a great God that will forgive us our sins. And He'll help us. He'll help us get closer to Him. Guaranteed. He don't, he don't never leave. That's all I got.